Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones The Walking Dead Westworld No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome one and welcome all once again to the The One Show Show, a podcast that kneels down behind TV's The One Show while our mate pushes it over us backwards. I am John Holmes and once again we've been sucking up BBC One's The One Show through our eyes like it was a Bush Tucker trial off of I'm a Celebrity, except instead of a cocktail of vomit fruit and fish guts and whatever it was that Ant drank before he crashed his car into that other car, we're knocking back their heady mix of green sofa guests forecourt folly and utterly pointless films about cycle lanes or feeding bread to swans that the flagship early evening magazine show saw fit to pass off as entertainment this week so much to get through this week a man laughed through the pain of childbirth the actor rob lowe is ambivalent about a plumage and a confused granddad was forced at excited presenter point onto a motorbike and joining me to unravel it like a shoddy christmas jumper is regular the the one show 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 pony mark haynes and for the first time actor comedian woman of substance kind of like the opposite of what the one show contains it's rosie holt hello hello, hello everybody <laughs> clapping there so question i always ask first rosie yes. holt, is this have you ever watched the one show before you were forced to do so for this no <laughs> no this was the first time I'm so excited. I'm going to do it every week. Right, yes. Well, what what a baptism of... I tell you, it's not really powerful. Enough a shower fire. of shit. A baptism of a shower of shit. shower of shit. Yeah. yeah. Where did yeah. you start? Um, I started with Wednesday's one Ooh. with Mick Hucknell. Yes. Um, and then I went back 
because I just I downloaded them on my phone and you know, it depended yeah. what struck my fancy. Yeah. Depending Did Huck huck you in at first of all? Oh, he was it's as, so horrible. I mean, he's hooked a lot of people in, hasn't he, Hucknall? If the rumours are to be believed. I was trying to work out the point where he became, like, abominable. And I think it was that moment he got that fucking ruby fitted in his tooth. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I just remember, do you remember the video, the fairground one, where in the, the music video he, like, takes off a woman's fake eyelash and it's really gross. And I don't recall <laughs> any specific moment. <laughs> it's not the really? grossest thing I think he's possibly done, <laughs> really is all I'm going to say. He took off a woman's um, fake eyelash. But it was all creepy and I didn't like it. It is creepy. And I remember my mum going, oh, no. Oh, dear. And the uh, ruby in his teeth thing. Right, as if he wasn't red enough already. I mean, what was... Why? It, it, uh, do you know what? The other thing is, nobody has ever done it since. And that really shows that everybody thought it was shit. And that he's not a trendsetter. <laughs> should we... First off, I mean, we we should... We've mentioned it before on here. It's worth saying he also looks like he's been boiled alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, when you... Been, well, you know Martin McCutcheon? This is what I was going to say. Martin yeah. McCutcheon was famously sick in his hair. Yes, I only found out about this when I was telling someone about it I, d- I never knew yeah mm. in the back of a dreadlocks. and then he had yeah. to cut his hair off mm. yeah did you, but, how, I mean so did she like projectile she must have vomited upwards well uh, they're in the back of a cab for right. reasons we will not speculate was I he don't like know lovingly on uh, her lap I, I think they may, there may have been a love interest oh. moment I don't I'm, I'm, I'm speculating I don't know I think certainly it was reported in the tabloids as such that yeah. there was a liaison a, uh, a liaison yeah. or, a, or yeah. a, an affair of the heart yeah exactly and it turned into an affair of the dreadlocks didn't it <laughs> okay. uh, where she was sick in his hair instead uh, in many ways it's like he's been boiled alive in her vomit <laughs> That is actually the way that I've chosen to die. If I get to choose my own manner of death, it would be boiled in Martine McCutcheon's vomit. Like one of those 80s films where they're like, and then they kind of grow into a McCutcheon. Are you suggesting that the 1982 John Carpenter classic, The Thing? Yes! The the thing that came out of the ribcage of the man was a bit McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, that's the thing you'll be better remembered for. So, okay, let's, I mean... Now, Wednesdays was an interesting one. Because so interesting. It, for me, it was peak one show, because there was something of everything in this episode. And I didn't even, for the first time, fast forward through any of it till about... Because it's an hour long, remember? It's a Wednesday. Yeah, it's till long. about 50 minutes in. It held my attention, and it's never done that before, for almost an hour. You know, I looked at that episode on the iPlayer, and it said on it, uh, it's the hour episode, and it had Mick Hucknall and Kirsty Olsop, and I thought, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not touching that with a fucking bar. You bar. made a mistake. You missed but out. I ended up watching that first video. Oh, yeah. About a, a doctor, I say a doctor, about a man <laughs> who said he was a doctor, yeah. who had produced a new drug that he believed could cure cancer in 80% of, of terminal cancer patients. And they had an old one-show video where a reporter had gone to meet him and challenged him on his uh, uh, medicines and his background. And the best thing about it was <laughs> he ended it. You know when you sort of go, how did the interview go? Yeah. You will always be able to say to yourself, well, I didn't get filmed standing up trying to get the tape out of the camera at the end. <laughs> In the end, he didn't take kindly to being put on the spot. I think that was a horrible interview. And frankly, I'd like to scrub the whole thing. I, I don't want it to go out. I, I would like the tape, please. No, I'll, I'll smash up the camera. Uh, excuse me. No, take your hands no. Off the equipment, no. Take your hands off the equipment. 
Take your hands off the equipment. That's what this guy did. It went really, really <laughs> badly. A fight. That was amazing. But they did a follow-up on him where he pled guilty to a load of charges on the manufacture of unlicensed medicines and money laundering and yeah. things, and he was being sentenced. And the police sort of went, yeah, it's largely this came about, you know, because of the show that, you know, the one-show film. Yeah, one-show film like, was given in evidence. This yeah. is good. It was yeah. good. This they was must have been gripping. so smug. They were oh. smug. There was a big air of smug about yeah, it, wasn't there? because that's yeah. a big... I mean, that's what the one-show wants to achieve. Yeah. It's not going to achieve it with its, you know, duck one, is it? <laughs> and this duck is guilty of money laundering and and pretending that bread cures cancer. <laughs> and we've got this duck. Yeah, uh, it was it was a good film, and it was proper old school doorstepping a man. Mm. Uh, he got irate. You rightly said it. And we got uh, we love it when we go behind the scenes of the one show. We got to see a cameraman uh, being very polite yeah. to the angry man, saying that you want, it's trying to get the tape. It's not even a tape, is it? These days, it's a memory no. card out of the fi- out of the camera, and the guy's politely going, "Take your hands off the equipment." And it all got a bit awkward and eggy. That was great. Yeah, that was really excellent. Exciting. Television. There was only one bit in it which was a bit weird, and that was that the lady who was presenting it. I think it was called Dr. Salia. Yeah. She was at one point wearing a jacket that looked like it was made out of bungle from Rainbow. <laughs> it was a really strange, it was it was a really weird looking cheap jacket, but it was shapeless. also massive. It was shapeless. Yeah. Yeah. It made her look like a, a treasure chest. I mean, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been better if she'd just gone the whole hog and put the head of bungle on as well and chased the man along the street. That's really good. I don't, I don't remember the jacket. Oh, the jacket's I'm amazing. You guys, I don't, I see beyond the. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So that film, yeah, important. And I wrote yeah. down cracking film. Yeah, there, there were some good films was, this week. There yeah. were some really good films. We, we was, you were saying last week about how there a lot of the films it seemed like they're off the shelf yeah. because they finished this <laughs> rickshaw challenge thing yeah. and they've got loads to get through. Yeah. And honestly, I saw three films this week that were good. That one. Yep. There was one about um, William Sitwell, the editor of Waitrose magazine, Absolutely. who oh, met up with the great. vegan. That yeah. was so good. That was a yeah. really good one. That was really and. Uh, the other one that was great was the I really liked the one about the men going through labour pains yeah. <laughs> just because it was so stupid and funny it really yeah. made me laugh and it made Matt Baker be uncomfortable which yeah. uh, we're all for obviously <laughs> he, well this was an insight wasn't it the way they went into this film so this was about men experiencing labour pains by putting those sort of tens machines on them they were just electrocuting them yeah, yeah. electrocuting men yeah, yeah. So women who hate them that's right that was, they're wives mainly yeah. <laughs> um, and partners and they and Matt said an insight he said I watched this film earlier this afternoon now we assumed up to this point that they never watch these films not yeah. even when they're on in the studio mm. but it turns out he watched it in the afternoon now I don't know whether it's because it was that particular topic that Matt thought alright male pregnancy pains what's this so he did I don't know women of Britain get your guys it's payback yeah, it's payback. When I first saw this film that we're about to see, I watched it this afternoon, and I still haven't made my mind up about it yet. So, lads, brace yourselves. Here we go. <laughs> but what we learned was that people had different motives for taking the pain. But one thing fathers to be don't have to go through is the physical pain of labour. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> The so, laughing guy. The laughing guy, particularly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in a lot of pain, but laughed his way he through was it. But like a like an evil villain, wasn't he? Yeah. Sort of laughing was he the guy till the end. His wife wanted revenge on. Yeah, because he... she'd had five kids. That's right. And in the last one, he'd sat eating Pringles and was like, <laughs> "Well, this looks easy." In the car outside. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Tim who has an unusual way of dealing with the pain. <laughs> All right. 
Good. If you need to make noise, just make noise. Don't try not to suppress it if you can. That's it. You're doing well. You know when it hurts because he starts laughing. I've never had someone laugh before. Yeah, there's a bit where they'd put a, like a, a belly on him so that he could mimic ha- being pregnant. Yeah. And they'd say to him, now clear up with all these toys, you'll see how hard it is. And uh, he sort of went, oh, not too hard. He said, I hope this is the hard bit. And his wife just went, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in there. I, I, I really liked this. I thought it was funny. I thought the yeah. woman who did the tensing machine as well, she was saying she'd been, you know, she'd had a baby as well, so she knew what it was like. And when she was putting it on them, she was visibly chuckling. <laughs> it was yeah. properly good. Yeah. Yeah. And then the William Sitwell film, mm. right? So mm. this was was obviously not off the shelf either. My name's Celine Nelson. I'm a journalist, a food and travel writer, and I'm also a vegan. My name's William Sitwell. I'm a food writer, I'm a critic on MasterChef, and I used to edit a magazine for Waitrose. It started as a simple pitch from a young journalist to one of the biggest food magazines in the UK. Celine Nelson emailed the editor of Waitrose Food, suggesting a regular column on vegan cookery. Sounds pretty straightforward but she received a rather surprising reply. Hi, Celine. How about a series on killing vegans one by one? Ways to trap them, make them eat steak and drink red wine? William Sitwell. Celine revealed the exchange online. It became a huge national story, and within 24 hours, William had resigned. So this was based on a very recent news story where the editor of Waitrose magazine had replied to it. It was in all the papers, replied to a freelancer's email. Within 24 hours, he'd, he'd resigned. She made it public, didn't she? She put it on Twitter or something. That's right. She yeah. did, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't really cry about Waitrose editors being fired, but I do sort of go... It's a bit mean, I isn't mean, it? Who cares? Oh, it was just on. a silly joke. Yeah. You know? But in this culture, Mark, this day and age... I bet you were furious I about mean, it, it I, If I say now, <laughs> I want to see all vegans dead, I want to see them nailed to uh, that giant cow from the news last week... And you can write to John at BBC Radio there Kent. Let's yeah. see if I'm fired from this podcast. <laughs> that's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it could probably happen. If you fired yourself, you might get some, like, credit back from the vegans. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the thing. Uh, the woman uh, who was talking to him, you know, she she was saying, I wasn't that offended by it, she said. I mean, one of the the first thing you have to develop as a vegan is a sense of humour. And I was thinking, this Did story you have is, a sense of humour? It's slightly no. sort of showing that that is not true. But she was also really excited to meet him, wasn't she? Well, it was really it was weird. It was like a weird date. <laughs> yeah. A month on, Celine and William have agreed to a lunch date. Celine has changed the course of my life, which is quite monumental. It feels like it really, yeah. A really, really strange first date. Meeting Celine uh, is not something I'm terrified about, but I'm excited to meet her. I was rehearsing what, like, how, what do I say? They're meeting at what claims to be London's first vegan pub. Hello. <laughs> Very nice and green. Thank you. <laughs> William Celine, Celine William. And the sort of underlying hate. But mm. they were quite, they were sort of plight with it. It was very odd. Did you notice how weird the edit was? So if you go back and have another look at it, and we can probably hear a bit of it now, but mm. but the editing was clearly they engineered 
what it became in the edit because I think there was a lot more rowing going on that they didn't want to show on a family friendly oh, wow. one show because the edits were really tight and really interesting and people would cut off mid sentence yes there was awkwardly, a lot of that and, and you could just and then the shot would change and you think this isn't how that conversation went at all oh, oh, they just picked the nice bit you know you made those emails public he lost his job he did lose his job yeah what do you say to him I'm sorry you lost your job William but um that's what happens when you write really rude emails. Okay, you say, I'm sorry you lost your job. That's what happens if you write a rude email. I mean, half the people in this world would have lost their jobs because of a stupid, flippant thing. Did he deserve to lose his job over that? It's a hard question for me to ask. I didn't think it would happen, so that would probably mean no. I don't blame Celine for it. The fault lies with me for my crass response to your email. You know, I'm... I'm sorry. I have we noticed. We need to get hold of the unedited version. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> yeah, These are explosive. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, if you are listening noticed. from the one show, Edit Suite, please send us the unedited <laughs> version of that film. I, I did. I have noticed, actually, sometimes when I've been clipping sound clips out, I always work really hard not to cut anything out because I think that that could get us in trouble yeah. because we're no longer reviewing, which is what we're doing here. Yeah. It's very clever. When you hear the bits of the one show, we've often talked about them. So that means legally we can put them out because we are reviewing it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's an interesting bit of behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody, for all the boys and girls. Um, but the often when I'm taking those out, when you're listening to it on your headphones, you can hear that there's edits within them and everything is edited. And I think it's just that thing of, you've got to tell quite a basic story in three minutes. Yeah. So they do drop I think things. that's true. But this one, this one jumped out at me, I think, more. And, mm. I, and I was just aware that it seemed not disjointed because they've done quite a good job on it but yeah. it was like this is not the full story here the intonations were wrong so he hadn't finished a sentence he got to a word that was okay and you think after that he probably got cross yeah and they just cut that out so it was just a weird disjointed load of editing it was interesting that the, the one show got involved in what was a big national story yeah, yeah. and i thought what a, what a great they should have made more of this yeah because that was a big story and they put them they put them together yeah so that yeah, should be amazing. bigger than just the one show definitely but but then again it's prime time BBC One isn't it if you're going to do it you might as well do it there Yeah, I saw they tweeted it they did a Twitter thing yeah it was a good film I did think it'd be funny if if when they'd gone in there because he'd done you know lost his job for saying I think you know what about killing vegans one by one if they'd have said we've got them together and he just walked in and he just stabbed her in the throat (laughs) (laughs) that would have been hilarious with one of Maisie Williams knives and he'd have gone you know what it started off as a joke it's not a fucking joke anymore (laughs) and then he turned to the camera and just gone vegans if you're out there I'm coming for you and then he just knocked the camera down on the floor well no not before plunging his hand into a ribcage and eating her heart. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Julia Rayside and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got 28 cans of Elmer. Dawn. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. I was going that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave what an ocean of trouble. Thank you. Is. This is why we got you on your there bloody you free. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at Always There Pod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Although, worth saying as well, both of them said that they got death threats yes. as a result of this. Yeah. Isn't Britain wonderful? Well, th- this is the polarised, fractured world we live in now. Um, and, but I thought the one show now could do a series of films where they do solve big disputes. Mm, good. So, you know, Israel-Palestine is <laughs> the one, one show gets them into a restaurant, has a bit of a chat, awkward edit. Do you remember uh, years, ages and ages ago, they did one where they got a load of people to sit around the table when we thought we were going to have America versus North Korea war. Yes, and they, I got, do. they took a load of people to like an East London curry house and and they got some people to say whether or not what side they were on. I mean, it was a bit like that. They are doing yeah. the disputes thing. Let's do more disputes. More yeah, disputes, Cutting please. out the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked there was a mixed metaphor in there as well by the, the presenter who said... Uh, Why don't we discuss that over some vegan food? Because I'm going to make you literally eat your words. And yeah. I was like, oh, we've tried for something there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Quite got it. Grasping. <laughs> yeah. This was the episode with Catherine Jenkins on as well, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and did the weird, and Mariella Frostrup as well, we yes. should say. That weird bit at the beginning. Awful. When they sh- <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Hang oh, on. Was- Narrow it down. I mean, there was a lot of it was awful. Awful. Uh, this new thing, which, which all of the daytime shows have become obsessed with. Yeah. So I've seen this on This Morning as well, about... Uh, a woman on YouTube who whispers and crinkles things. What the hell was that? I didn't know what was going ASMR on. ASMR videos. Why, what was happening? It's a thing that stimulates your senses, if you're prone to that kind of thing, called autonomous sensory... I wrote this down. Autonomous sensory meridian response. 
Mariella, we wonder, do you know what ASMR videos are? They're online no. at the moment. Right, OK. So it stands someone for... Someone gave me a card. <laughs> yeah, that'll come into play in a second. It stands yeah. for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response and basically people whisper and make soothing noises and it makes the viewers feel all tingly and relaxed. Here's mm. an example now. Mm, OK. So the idea of that is it's a creepy, creepy, tiny, whis- tiny whispery thing that sends the, oh, the hairs on your neck. Like a horror yeah. film, but kind of, yeah, but it, but it comforts people. It does comfort people. Keep whispering, you dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they were rubbing things on a microphone. Do you want me to rub something on a microphone? But, I mean, I mean, the, the problem about it is it does have this underlying thing, which is the people who are listening to it are not sort of going, that's an excellent piece of whispering. They're no. going, ah. <laughs> are people just uh, getting off on it? I think like, they must I, be. I don't understand. I don't understand. But they got, I mean, Mariella Frostrup didn't understand as well because they got her to do it. Yeah. And yeah. so she was, you know, there's a packet of crisp being crinkled while she sort of throatily did this, what's it called? A- um, ASMR. ASMR. I mean, it's yeah. just bizarre. <laughs> Have you got a little something you could do that? Uh, something, let's something. see, see just, if it works. I could just yeah. do this. Are you ready? Yeah. 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 Coming up tonight, we help three men experience what it's like to go through labour. Come on, rustling. <laughs> also, the story of a 200-year-old China works reborn in South Unbelievable. And we talk about my new documentary. Oh, I love it. She's got that voice anyway, isn't she? That's that's why they did it with her. People just stop being weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't everyone go back to that thing of going, oh, they look nice. We'll have a nice chat. We'll go out for a meal. Oh, I really like them. We'll do some kissing. Then we'll have missionary <laughs> sex and get married. <laughs> Why is everyone weird? Speaking of weird, Catherine Jenkins sings Stormzy. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, what did oh. you make of that, Rosie? Oh, <laughs> oh. awful. Awful. It's, I like, also, it was really awkward because they played it and then they all kind of sat there and they were like, beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's re- oh, lovely. There was a beautiful, awkward moment, speaking of beautiful, in there when, because the, this happens sometimes, the guests don't know what's coming next, right? So the guests try and join in a bit so mariella so they played this this song she's done cover version so it's a sort of Catherine jenkins dubbed uh stormzy song they, they were talking about how you know ra- not radical but it just said wow Catherine jenkins the yeah. opera opera singer covering the contemporary stormzy and then they said there's a there's another song on your album isn't there called jealous of the angels and mariella joined in. Every, oh, I, I always think of, i mean i always associate Catherine jenkins with like people who would spit at you if you didn't have a poppy on she's always at those sorts of things but that jealous of the angels yeah it is like the fucking that's the tattoo on someone who, who would beat you up's arm isn't it it's which, fucking which is horrible Catherine Jenkins. yeah it yeah. is jealous of the angels yeah, yeah. well oh. that's it. but mariella joined in and she did a little joke she said <laughs> who did that first run dmc yeah. grasping at contemporary references as she was <laughs> man, there was some laughter in the studio and then uh, Catherine jenkins went no it was for my dad who died <laughs> oh, yes. and but then, then mariella trumped it she, she went my, my dad also died <laughs> 
<laughs> when I was 15. I mean, it's not a competition. <laughs> <She's just> not, <laughs> as though it was. What a weird competition. I just think it's interesting that we both have their dads. Yes. So if your dad died at a young age, um, uh, when you were young, write in. And, send um, us a photo send of you photo. at the moment you found out. <laughs> and we'll, we'll show some of them on the telly. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got the lead single on it is Jealous of the Angels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a really um, Run DMC, is it? <laughs> Very good, Mary Ellen. That's the next album. Yeah. Um, but this is a very, very special song for you. When you yeah. when you first heard it, you said how emotional you were when you heard the lyrics. Yeah, I lost my dad when I was 15, and I've talked about it a lot, but, you know, I didn't get to say goodbye to him um, because we were given six months, and he was actually gone in about six weeks, uh, two months, so I didn't get to say goodbye. And the opening lines of that are about, you know, we didn't realise today would be our last. Yeah. So um, it's a song that I dedicate to anybody who's ever lost anybody dear to them. And when we made the video and put it out on you know Facebook and, and social media and stuff, the response from people who were listening to it and then dedicating it to somebody that they had lost, the yeah. stories are just overwhelming. So Gorgeous. it's had yeah. a really nice connection. Yeah. So, yeah, as you say, there's so much on this album. There's remembrance, like you're saying, celebration as well. Yeah. The next generation yeah. coming through. It really yeah. is quite a listen. Um, uh, yeah, and the album, Guiding Light, is out on Friday. Now, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Mariella about your new documentary, which is on tonight. I know this isn't o'clock. something to be competitive about, but I lost my dad when I was 15 mm, as well. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a, but it was it... very sudden. I definitely didn't get to say goodbye. Oh. <laughs> but, no, it was just a coincidence. I liked as well in the Stormzy <laughs> thing. They mentioned, they said, so what does Stormzy make of it? And Catherine Jenkins said, um, I don't think you've said anything about it yet. <laughs> <She's waiting. laughs> Why is Stormzy? But she looks hopeful. She looked hopeful. I think she reckons that Stormzy is going to get back to her. I, I think she's yeah. always wanted that thing of going, wouldn't it be nice if people my age liked what I did? Yeah. And, I mean, that's never going to happen. But she's always close, though, isn't she? Because she does look like, she looks like an angel, guy. Oh, yeah, she does. She looks yeah. like... She like, does. That's the only reason I think people know about her, really, isn't it? In like you know if you're young yeah because you don't listen to her music no no i've worked with Catherine jenkins <gasps> have you yes ah. i have is she nice yes oh. absolutely lovely did you write jealous of the angels <laughs> <laughs> i tattooed it on her arm <laughs> i uh i know i did work i can't remember what it was for I was thinking about this. I thought, I've, 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 I've spent an afternoon in a studio with Catherine, obviously <laughs> singing on her album. And, uh, and, I, and I can't remember what it was for, but she was, she was absolutely professional and lovely. Oh, I remember sure thinking she is, yeah. she is yeah. and tiny. I think also she's the only person that I've seen, Matt Baker, get a bit gooey-eyed over. So uh, there was a bit of her singing and it came back and he sort of had a joke and he went, um, <laughs> I, sing, I sing that every morning in the shower. And he really started going, <laughs> I sing that every morning in the shower. And no one else joined her. And it was like, like that's the sort of thing an eighty-year-old man would say that you hear Shirley Bassey and they go, "Oh, I sing that every morning in the shower." <laughs> and then there's a the picture of her with a train on her dress going down some stairs, and he sort of went, "Um, that's a photo that uh, was taken by someone that was stuck behind you." <laughs> and he was getting. Well, I'd love to be stuck behind you. He was, he was getting what? really, really giddy, and she, the moment it stopped was when she went, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, when my daughter, I've got a three-year-old, is, uh, and he really went, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no, uh, she got kids, not interested. <laughs> nope. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, it was such an such it's an odd. Like an amoeba, isn't he? You know what I mean, There's something a bit sort of wet and asexual about him. I think I think he is actually. I mean, in this sort of thing, it's that he, if there's a little bit of a laugh. He will start almost like acting like a chimp, and he'll start slapping his own legs because he's so sort of excited and doesn't really understand it. <gasps> the combination worked. Oh! <laughs> it happened again. That's so true. What episode was it with Jordan and his granddad? Was that oh, Tuesday? Do you know what was no, weird about? It was Wednesday. It was did, Wednesday. Did you notice with that one? So Jordan, his granddad, he was called R- Ronnie, mm-hmm. and obviously Matt had forgotten uh, Ronnie's name, so we kept calling him Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through, and you'd be like, "I'm, I'm, I'm granddad." So this was a kid. So the, a kid, well, I can't remember. They were from the north. I'm, I can't remember where they were from. I don't know. Um, and they were they they're part of a new TV show that I can't remember the name of either. But it's something to do with you learn to sing with some professionals in a studio. La di da. Anyway, Jordan had volunteered. Jordan, a kid in his early twenties, I suppose, volunteered his granddad. Brought them down to the studio, and granddad, who was just. A granddad, I mean, a brilliant yeah. granddad, a confused old man Lovely. who is now thrust in front of you know national television when his kid wants to be a singer. Mick Hucknall's sitting next to them. This is going to be great. All of this stuff sprung a surprise, didn't they? Where they got to sing at the end. They, they were in the studio, mm. so in the middle of London, and mm. and they then they went. Well, what would happen if uh, say you uh, do you fancy this? Because you, you can say no, and you go, you can't. It's national television. Yeah, and this they will ruin your program if they say no. Um, would you like to sing at? Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park. Now. <laughs> now? <laughs> they literally pushed them on the bikes. It was awful. And I was like, goodbye, go on, go on. so excited, didn't he, man? It's horrible. The bit where he was slapping his own legs, because you know he likes the running around with the rickshaws and the shoving microphones and getting up and moving about and people and real life. He got he got up and he said, come on then. And and the doors opened, they went out into the forecourt, Grandad's having to get a leather jacket on, he's forcing them out there. And this old man who's like in his nineties so or so, just, he did. They're gonna do it. Let's go. They're gonna do it. Let's go. <laughs> Motorbikes. Let's get your coat on, Ronnie. Come on, follow me. Hang on, hang on. I've got some. I've got some lyrics here. Take those, Ronnie. You can. All right, you can read the lyrics. Right, there, so you won't have to worry about forgetting the words. All right. So right. Come this way. Okay. There we are. There we are. There we are. Let's get the old coats on. I am. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at the other end, waiting to receive you both. Okay. I wish you all the best, Ronnie. Enjoy it. Great to meet you. All right. People, family, people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, No, good. Jordan, all the best, mate. Yeah, okay. All the best. Good luck with it. Good luck with it. Good luck with it. Utterly bothered. Go, what are you doing? And he went, oh, if you don't know the words, here they are on a bit of paper. (laughs) (laughs) I've got quite obsessed about old people recently. I've been thinking about this. And like when they have shows where they kind of go, and your granddad's going to sing. So if that kid is like in his 20s, what's a granddad? The granddad is probably a maximum of 80. Yeah. I mean, that's like fucking Rod Stewart's age. That's like Paul McCartney. So that thing of going, oh, imagine a granddad singing. If you go to Hyde Park in the summer, you can see seven nights of granddad singing. It's, it's not as special as it used to be. It's true. Also, they had a really small crowd. Which <laughs> they ended the show on it, didn't they? Though? Yeah. That was, I mean, it was a, a lot, as I say, Wednesday was a packed show, but this was the big highlight was that they got, I mean, it was a, it was a good production so idea. So did you get to see the granddad singing? Yeah. yeah. In, you did. In Winter Wonderland, and with live. his grandson. Uh-huh. Yeah. What did he sing? God, I can't remember. They showed them singing Outcast's Hey Ya on a bit of a clip. That was was a painful clip, wasn't it? (laughs) 
When you say it's like a granddad and his son singing Hey Ya, and they've got Mick Hucknell in the studio, and if you just said Mick Hucknell is singing Hey Ya, I go that sounds shit. And when you go two people who are amateurs doing it, I go interesting. More fascinating. I can't remember what they sang in Hyde Park. No, I can't. It was something. Was it Frank Sinatra? I don't know. It could have. I I don't know. That was. I don't know. But but that's how they ended the show. So they did it like. So they got on bikes, got them to Hyde Park again. I mean, they've got the, the they've got an outside bit at the BBC. Why do they have to go somewhere else? They'd obviously done a sort of tie-in with Winter Wonderland. That seems like an yeah. unnecessary complication yeah. of taking them out odd. of a television studio to put them somewhere that isn't a television studio. <laughs> yeah. Quite liked the ambition, though. I, I like the idea that they were doing it live, and I like I like it when Matt gets up and you know you see a bit of the corridor and the doors open and shoving them on a bike. That, I do excited. like that bit because yeah. it means there's something new on the show. There's a bit of movement. <laughs> You're not just sitting on the sofas talking to people. Oh, I'm all up for that. Uh, Rob, the Rob Lowe episode was a perfect example of being sofa bound. Oh, yeah. Could not escape. Did, I felt Lowe. very embarrassed on behalf of all British people <laughs> that Rob Lowe was sitting there in the one show, and I thought, I just thought, oh, Rob. <laughs> he, we're, we're not all like this, Rob. He did the classic like Hollywood this. guest confusion, though. I mean, yeah. he yeah. was bemused from the word off. So, Rob is fascinated by the concept of the one show. Um, I love this. This is the greatest yes. thing ever. Yeah. We talk about frivolous Hollywood gossip, and then it's a hard hitting news piece there about. We Storage, war, storage wars. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but they're talking about. So he's doing a, a one-man show based on his autobiography. Yeah. yeah. And they tweeted because I'd retweeted this several times to see if they got anything interesting mm-hmm. about. If you've got a question for Rob Lowe, who's on the one show tonight? Yeah. Uh, then please get into, send a little video of yourself asking Rob Lowe a question. They didn't really scream any of those because I can one. imagine one. Yeah. No, they did one, and it was a guy who was the police commissioner of Lincolnshire. No, he was. He was screen. in the studio. He was in the studio. Yeah, he was in the studio. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see one on the screen. No, no, no. That's because. I think most people were sort of one saying, question. What happened with that um, underage sex video, Rob? Remember <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh, the, the guy from Lincolnshire, the policeman, yeah. was wearing a white ribbon on his lapel. Right. So you know you get the red ones off for AIDS awareness. Right. Well, he was wearing a white one, and I looked at what that was yeah. because I always like to see if people it's are underage making underage girls. <laughs> a white AIDS ribbon bow represents purity. It's a symbol of a number of things. One is anti-violence against women, and the other is about teenage pregnancy awareness. But it's also to what? do with a condemning child abuse which I mean I'm not going to wear one of these things but let's take it as read that most people do condemn child abuse <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't feel I've got yeah. to wear a thing to make that apparent uh, uh, yeah so it's, uh, it, it is all those things which Rob Lowe in the yes, mid 90s certainly right. was having issues about yeah. you, do you know this story because I, I was about to say you're, you're significantly younger than we are no, you've grown up at a time where everybody on television or film is a sick pervert <laughs> so I mean of course it goes without saying I'm like yeah. where did it all begin yeah, it was back. also that white ribbon uh, in 2014 uh, a, a weird sort of pro male group called A Voice for Men hijacked the white ribbon saying that domestic violence isn't gendered and we shouldn't forget the male victims so I'm hoping that the commissioner of the Lincolnshire police wasn't wearing it for that reason <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't nothing's gendered now Mark <laughs> it's all yeah. fluid come on back right. to the Rob Lowe video so that's the vegans that's, <laughs> that, that's the I'm not even gonna do you know what I'm not even gonna list what those groups are because it just opens up a, a, a tremendous also, problem. They, they also change on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, God. How, how are we getting more problematic during the apology? Because <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And on that cliffhanger, part one, 
of this week's The The One Show show stops at quite, let's be honest, a random moment. But as they say in both showbiz and heroin dealing circles, always leave them wanting more. Part two is tomorrow it will pick up exactly where this one left off. So leave that last sentence dangling in your head for the bits of The The One Show show we listen to in life echo in all eternity. Or at least till tomorrow. And they call this sort of thing the future of broadcasting, of course. So subscribe! So like Aerosmith never wanted to, you don't miss a thing. Great Big Owl. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.